92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. And salutations, everybody. Welcome to the best name of related show on the planet Earth, the John Campion Show. Coming to you from right here on my YouTube channel. I'm, of course, your host, John Campia, and it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around as we talk about our favorite things in the world: movies, movie news, TV, streaming, all sorts of good things. Wandering late, wandering in late, like he does all the time. That isn't true. Robert Meyer Burnett sleeping in. You know, I'm usually <laughs> never late because I like my morning routine. I come here, I have a little nosh, I make my coffee. It's By the usually- way, by nosh, he means breakfast ramen. Not kidding. He literally <laughs> walks in. I'm outing him right now. He comes in here every morning, grabs some instant ramen, mixes up a bowl, and he's slurping until about five seconds before the You know, and I didn't get time to do that. It, uh, it's very sad. By the way, he was not, it was traffic. There was a traffic accident. That's why he wasn't in here. It's true. Uh, also, filed under the category of having friends on day who are unemployed. Christian Harloff's here today. That's that's the truth. And I'll also say that's that. That's what uh, my mother-in-law thinks we are. You know, people who do YouTube channels who are just unemployed. unemployed. Yeah. I, I remember a long time ago saying to someone, yeah, I'm starting this YouTube channel. Like, but yeah, but don't you want a job? I'm like, yeah, yeah. but that's kind of the, the point. That's my mother-in-law. Yes. And I'm sorry for letting you out of your tires this morning. Oh, yeah, well. And sitting over there, joining you guys in the live chat today. And by the way, he's going to be on Movie Club a little bit later as well. Ray Orris here. Ray, how you doing? Nothing feels better than Christian walking in and saying, oh, you still work here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very worried right now. He's on my back. I'm sweating so much. I'm like, what have him and John been talking about? True. And should I prepare my new life at Walmart? I, I feel bad. Because I was pulling up and I saw Ray and I was like, get out of the way, man. He's like, and he looked like a <laughs> And of course, running the show today, producer Jonathan Boyko. Jonathan, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Jonathan has the ultimate uh, job security because this show just doesn't happen if he's not sitting over yeah. there. <laughs> he's kind of got me by the short and curlies. <laughs> anyway, guys, speaking of short and curlies, we're glad you're here. That didn't come out. I've been staring into your bathroom. <laughs> That sounded better in my head for a second. Didn't quite turn out the way I wanted yeah, these to. These cameras work both ways. We see what you're doing in the bathroom. <laughs> Short and curly's manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a segue for later. It's awfully good to have you guys here today. Thanks for being here, and here's how today's show is going to go. We're going to break the show into two parts. In the first half of the show, we're going to talk about some predetermined topics. Then in the second half of the show, We're going to take your live comments and questions. How do you get a live comment or question on the show? Well, number one, you got to be watching live. Number two, when we get to the end of the main topics, we'll announce that we're opening up the Super Chats. When we do, that is your time to fire in your thoughts, opinions, theories, questions, whatever. And we will read those off at the end of the show. However, be ready to have those, be ready to fire those in because we only leave the Super Chats open for like two or three minutes. Be ready to fire those in as fast as you can. All right, guys. With that down, we got a couple of things we want to announce here. Uh, first of all, today, 
at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, that's 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the return of Movie Club. And we're going to be talking about, since Tom Cruise is riding high right now with Top Gun, we're going to talk about what I actually might think is his best movie, which is All You Need Is Kill, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow, whatever the fuck you want to call this movie, it's pretty awesome. And we're going to be talking about that at 3 p.m. today, uh, Pacific Standard Time. Make sure you guys come back and join us for that. Also, want to let you guys know about something kind of exciting that we're going to be able to give you more details about uh, in the near future. If you follow me on social media, uh, I made a, a little bit of a semi-announcement, but if we bring up uh, Ryan's, if you go to Ryan Reynolds' Twitter page, there's, there's the top of his Twitter page, and if you go under that useless Wexham documentary he's got coming out, I'm just kidding, I'm very much looking forward to that, uh, you'll see he retweeted an announcement that I made that we have just entered into a new partnership with the great folks over at Mint Mobile, and it's going to... We're going to be able to announce exactly what it's going to be in about a week or so, but it's going to allow us to put a new, um, I, I say segment into the show <laughs> that's going to allow for another level of fan interaction and audience interaction with the show, which we're very excited about. And we will give you guys uh, more details on that a little later, but we're super excited to be working more closely with Mint Mobile now and uh, more details to come. Okay, guys. With that down, let's get into a couple of off-the-tops here, shall we? And the first one is this. You know, speaking of Tom Cruise flying high rate recently, I don't know if you heard this, but Top Gun Maverick uh, flopped uh, so badly. Crash and burn, Mav. I mean, I, I said for years it was too late. It was too late for a Top Gun sequel. But, uh, yeah, thing only made, like, it's closing in on $1.4 billion. Wow. Closing, I mean, it may not quite get there, but it's cl get close to one. It's going to outgross domestically Avengers: Infinity War. It's it's already closing on that number. It may have already passed Black yeah. Panther. I mean, it's just done bonkers business and just continues to do great. It actually climbed from the number six spot at the box office last week to the number three position of the box office recently, and its box office actually went up one point six percent, which was just nutty. But as they say in Star Trek: The Next Generation. All good things must come to an end because it has now been announced that Top Gun Maverick, long after the new kind of normal of a 45-day theatrical window, 90-plus days after it, Top Gun Maverick is going to finally come to streaming. Uh, this comes just from the folks over at Vulture who wrote the following. If you feel the need, the need to experience Top Gun Maverick from the comfort of your couch, that is, you're in luck. Tom Cruise's latest record-breaking, sound-barrier-shattering death dream of a film is finally heading to digital release on August 23rd, so like next week, followed by a physical media drop that nobody cares about, a physical media drop in early, sorry, Rob, uh, in early November. So it's it's coming. They did, this thing's going to blow by the, the old 90-day window, which is what Tom Cruise, it wasn't just Tom Cruise digging his, in his heels and saying, we are not putting this on streaming while COVID's going on. This thing is going to theaters. He also dug his heels in about, no, 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 none of this 45-day window. Because I don't know if it's like two to $300 million this thing has made since what would have been the end of the 45-day window. I haven't done the math on it, but I'm guessing it's somewhere in that neighborhood. I, I don't know. So, I mean, good for it. Now, you could make an argument. This thing still just made $7 million this past weekend. And there's nothing significant. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Beast this weekend, but really there's nothing big and significant coming out for weeks. Maybe there's an argument you should be leaving it in theaters maybe for a few more. You could probably accumulate another 20 million bucks. But I don't know, Rob, you hear about this. 
they stayed in theaters way longer than most movies do nowadays. Coming out on streaming next week. How do you feel about it? Well, first of all, there's kind of a purity of this movie. Like it, it really knows what it is. It was made because the star wanted to make it and waited till he knew that he had something worth making. And it's I, it pleases everyone on every level. It's it's in a way it's I, I hate to say it, it's old school eighties Jerry Bruckheimer filmmaking that we just don't have anymore. You know, and it's a great star turn by Tom Cruise. It has a great supporting cast. You've got Penny Benjamin coming back in the guise of Jennifer Connolly. I mean, there's nothing about this movie that isn't good and fun and irresistible. And the fact that they allowed this to stay in theaters, which is I've always thought locking something into a 45-day window is dumb. Because what if it's a hit? What if it? this shows that audiences, audiences are not just seeing this movie once? They're going back again and again and again. And I yep. told you last weekend, IMAX started a new promotion where they have a new uh, poster. Yeah, a brand new collectible that poster. That they're giving out. And and I think with IMAX having E.T. last weekend, I, I bet they're happy to have Maverick still in theaters because this in IMAX is incredible. And, you know, dog days of summer, what better way to enjoy yourself in the in the air-conditioned coolness than seeing a cool movie You know, again and again and again. Christian, I was... I was a little, I was skeptical about this movie. Like I, I knew it's probably going to be good, but it's like 20 years a little bit late for this thing. About a year and a half ago, I go to CinemaCon. It was their first one back, and they showed us the first 18 minutes. Mm. And I remember coming out of that, and I went, it, if the rest of this movie is like this, this is phenomenal. And then they showed us the full thing at the most recent CinemaCon, and, and it was. What did you think about Top Gun Maverick, and what do you think about it being in theaters as long as it has been? And is this the right time for it to go to streaming? By the way, I just want to point out, we have not introduced my esteemed colleague here today. Yeah, we did. No. No one said, no one really <laughs> he said. Yeah. yeah, we said Christian he, Harlock, right? He sure did. Remember when he said about his, his mother said I was unemployed? Well, yeah. I understand that, but I mean, oh. I, I think you're a legend, and I, I to, to be sitting next to you again, I just want to Are you say. applying for a job right now? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's happening? I just, I just think it's great like to right see you in again. Front I of love me? seeing you. I love seeing you again. I love seeing you again. And, yeah, and uh, I just thought I wanted, the unemployment thing, I wanted to be like, to me, you're a legend. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, you are you're well. employed or not, I just want to say it's great to be working with you. Same here. I'm happy Why to be with you. Why are you mentioning well. that word a lot? I mean, we're psychologically yeah. setting yeah. you up. I'm trying to give you the axe of Zoloft. Um, <laughs> the axe of Zoloft. I won't call him by his real name. Um, anyway, so to answer your question, I saw the film. Um, it with because of actually it was it was you guys that had posted that you'd seen it at CinemaCon. I was excited for it. I'm a big Top Gun original fan, so I was always excited for it. I always thought the the move that he did well, Tom Cruise, is fighting back and saying no. I know that everybody's doing the streaming thing right now during COVID, and I understand that, but we're gonna stay the course. We have a good enough movie to do that, right. and I respect mm -hmm. him very much for that. Um, I love the movie. It's my favorite movie of the year, hands down. There's, because of everything that Rob just said, is it's. It, I haven't experienced watching a movie like that in a very long time. That kind of experience that I did back in the eighties, nineties, and that it just, just it's joyful, joyful. But it's a and it's and it's not just eighties nostalgia. It's a good movie. It's got a good character. It's got a good story behind it. It's got emotion. It has new characters. Mm -hmm. It does what I love about. Cobra Kai, to be honest, is that it, it infuses a, an older generation with a newer generation. I've always got to bring up Cobra Kai. Oh, every here. single time. Every There's single a new trailer time. coming out. There's a new trailer coming out. Um, but, but, not, but to answer your question as far as, is this the right window for digital? I believe it is. And I think that, like you said, even if it's making the argument that you said could be made, it, let's say it makes an additional, what, seven to 10 million or whatever it sure. might be. 
Who's to say with all the fifteen, twenty dollars on Amazon or yeah, whatever it might be, could make that that it could make that. So maybe that's their 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 reasoning is okay. Well, they'll, that'll make just about as much. Plus, people are still seeing the theater too, so we, we we've got two over. I'm on a different page with you guys when it comes to the forty five ninety as a family man, per, person with kids. Like I like it, but I like it because I was told that when I subscribed to certain things. Paramount never told you that. Paramount never said we guarantee you we're going to have the forty five to ninety. They never guaranteed yeah. it. It's again Zoloft then his crew that said we're guaranteeing it, and then they change it. We're gonna we'll get into it later. But 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 the point is, I think that when it's when it's not guaranteed, it should be a case by case. I don't think that you should have done forty five ninety with Top Gun because of the obvious reason it's yeah. making hand over fist. Anyway, guys, question is for you. What do you think about this? Top Gun is now coming streaming next week, even though it's still making some cash in there, but it has been in there longer than any other movie for a long time. How do you feel about that? Jump down into the comments section below and let us know your thoughts. Before we get on to the next topic, there's one other thing I forgot to mention. For those of you guys watching live, you'll see a pinned comment at the top. Uh, you know, there there's a lot of uh, stuff going on in the States, and there's a great organization that you know we have done some work with before called Feeding America. And we've done some stuff in there before. And so for today's episode, just letting you guys know, because I didn't give you the heads up on this, but for every like that this live stream gets... For every like that this live stream gets by the end of the stream, we are going to donate 25 cents to Feeding America. So if we can get uh, 1,000 likes before the end of the stream, we're going to donate 250 bucks. If we can get 2,000 likes by the end of the stream, we're going to donate 500 bucks. So just so you guys know, that's what we're doing. I can't believe I forgot to mention that off the top of the show, but there you go. That's directly cool. out of Ray's uh, paycheck. And it comes directly. <laughs> My last paycheck. I'll be last paycheck. We're yeah. funding that. We got to fund yeah. it somehow. Okay, guys, with that down, let's do one more off the top. And that is this. You know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about a really horrible, uh, uh, I was going to say Halloween trailer, but a horrible, horrible trailer that has come out about the Munsters. And of course, Rob Zombie did it. We've been talking about that. But there's another show that's kind of been developing alongside of it. And, you know, Rob Zombie actually directly referenced it when they put out their Munsters trailer. And that is Tim Burton's Wednesday, which is, of course, an Adams Family kind of reboot or relook, if you will, at that. And I admit, I'm not the biggest Tim Burton fan. There's certainly a couple of his films that I'm a big, big fan of, but I'm I'm not as zoned into his style, say, as Schnepp was. You know, Schnepp right. totally loved his stuff. I wasn't quite there on that. So I didn't know what I thought about this, but according to a bunch of the outlets, they've just released a bunch of the first new images uh, for okay. this show. And I got to tell you, first of all, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Come on. I think we all knew she was going to look perfect for this, right? I think we all knew that in advance. She looks great. The one casting I did not feel good about when I first heard of it was uh, Luis Guzman, who I, I certainly like him in a lot of stuff, but I thought, do I see him as Gomez? I don't know that I see him as Gomez. And then I saw the images, and I'm like, no, I see him as Gomez. Oh, yeah. I totally do. And actually, Jonathan, if you scroll down a little bit further. No. They've, <laughs> <laughs> they've got other uh, images. Where are they? Just throw them out. Oh, yeah. there they are. They got some other Pretty images. Great. If you click on a couple of them, like that one looks great. But get to the one where he's like kissing her hand, that classic Adams Family kind of pose, right? I, I just could never picture Catherine Cena, Jones, and Luis Guzman, but I totally now do. 
the, the girl I don't think Luis Guzman did either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the girl playing Wednesday looks great. The, the kid playing Pugsley looks great. And look, this isn't footage. I don't, this could be the worst thing ever, ever produced. I don't know. But just based on the images that we're seeing, I got to say, I really like what I see. Christian, you're taking a look at the images. What do you think about them? And, and have you had any excitement for this Wednesday show? Excitement for it? No, but that's not to say that I don't think it could be great. Um, because of what you said, I'm not a massive Tim Burton fan. However, there are certain stuff when he's in his lane, he's crushing. Yeah. This is in his lane. Um, this is absolutely in his lane. This is perfect for him. This, and, and Luis Guzman, I think is, is not what we recognize that we've been familiar with, with, um, the character beforehand, but what's, what a phenomenal actor he is to bring a new take would be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm excited for it because I think he's a great actor. I just recently, for some reason, went down a rabbit hole and started watching Carlito's Way again, which I love. and He's so good in that <laughs> role. Um, but anyway, so this is something I think Tim Burton will th- thrive in. This is a show that I think he should be doing. So I'm, I'm at, with these images, I am actually a little bit more excited than I was when previously announced. Rob, you're taking a look at these images. What do you think about them? And where's your enthusiasm level like for Wednesday? Well, I pretty much agree with, with Christian. I mean, when Tim Burton is in his lane, that's a great way of putting it. Uh, he usually does crush yeah. it. I, I mean, to me, growing up with with the Munsters and the Adams family, it, they were from a different time. I don't know how relevant they are to today because you know they were play on the Universal classic monsters and 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 that kind of a thing with with Frankenstein and Lurch and vampires and all that. I, I mean. If it's like what we do in the shadows, which updates those classic tropes, if they can bring this into the modern age with with a lot of modern humor, I could see it being a great, a great show. Well, remember they did it in the '90s with the movies. They though, did, too. so and they were able to kind of moderate it for the '90s. So maybe they can moderate it for today. Yeah, that's as long as there's something new. It looks great, though. I mean, I I, I love looking at both Louise Guzman and 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 Catherine Zeta Jones, the kids Wednesday and her brother. Perfect casting. Yeah, it looks yeah. great. It looks really good. Now, here's the thing, too, because you talk about, like, the modernizings, because we just saw the trailer for The Monsters. Oof. And all other things aside, it was clear they tried to make it, they tried to make it just like The Monsters the way it was back then. Right. That doesn't work. So, like, as you guys, you guys are sitting there talking about, they also, they need to capture the nostalgia, but they also need to modernize it a bit and bring it into this year. That, that the Monsters trailer kind of makes that really, really important. Did they make? The monsters look like it used to be when I saw that trailer to quote, I said, it kind of looks like a porn without the fucking, you know, and, 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 time. and, and the thing was like the black and white stuff that they showed in that trailer was the, to me, the thing that worked and yeah. that was yeah. what we worked back in the past. So I, so I, I don't know, but I think this is more, more on brand. All right, guys. Question is for you. What do you think about these images for Wednesday? I Surprisingly, I actually think they look really good. Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. Okay, guys, we're going to move into our main topics here now. But before we do, we want to take a second and thank one of the sponsors of today's show, our friends over at Babbel. Hey, guys, we want to take a second and thank the sponsor of this episode, 
Babel. Now, as an Italian, did you guys know my real name is Giovanni? Anyway, as an Italian that doesn't actually speak a lot of Italian, I've always wanted to learn better Italian so I could converse with my Italian relatives. And that's where Babel is a godsend. And for you guys, for all your summer travels or whether you're going abroad or staying domestic and want to immerse yourself in the culture, now is the perfect time to start Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German and others. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com campia. That's babbel.com campia for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. And thank you to our friends at Babbel for sponsoring this episode of the John Campia Show. And remember, guys, you can find links to all of our sponsors and their promo codes down in the description of this video. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you're actually supporting us. So thank you guys so much for that support. Okay, let's now move on to our main topics here today. And how do we select our main topics on the show? Well, that's simple. That's where you guys come in because you guys come up with our main topics. Whenever you guys see a big topic, issue, or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic on the show, just go anytime 24-7 over to www.thejohncampionshow.com slash contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out with your topic or question. It's absolutely free. Hit submit, and then maybe, just maybe, you might see your submission featured as a main topic here on The John Campia Show. With that down, Rob, what is our first main topic today? Well, John, our first main topic comes from Josh Nitkin, who says, I just read that there will be a new Saw film debuting in October of 2023. I love the original and thought the twist in the second one was even better than the first. The rest of the movies have been okay at best. Not sure how I feel about this news. I was wondering what your thoughts are. Thanks, and bring on the filthy. Really? <laughs> Saw 10? I, I, I Listen, I kind of feel the way about the Saw franchise as I feel about the Scream franchise. I like the first one like everybody. And everything else after that was kind of drivel to me. I, I really didn't really enjoy any of the Saw films after the first one, where you had Dread Pirate Roberts in the first one there. Like that, <laughs> well, that's still the best part about that movie. Too. But I really like the first one. But man, that whole concept got dragged out like a lot to the point now that we're talking about 10. So is it the dumbest idea in the world? Not really. I mean, one of the most valuable things in entertainment right now is recognizable IP. Saw has that recognizable IP and the Halloween franchise, sorry, going back to the other one, the scream franchise just showed that you can come back to it. Maybe after it's already run out of steam and breathe some new life into it and Hell, I like the new Scream movie, and I haven't liked any of the other ones since the first one. So you come back to a recognizable name like Saw, you bring in one of the directors that the fans of the original franchise seem to like, and maybe you have like a new Scream situation where you can actually turn it into a modest little hit. This comes from the folks over at Variety who wrote the following. There's more Saw to cut through in 2023 as Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures have just announced the next installment of the billion-dollar franchise. Uh, that's billion-dollar when you add all nine yeah. of them up. Uh, will arrive with a new movie slated for October 27th, 2023, so just a little over a year away. 
This will be the 10th movie in the highly successful franchise. The film will be directed by Kevin, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, who helmed Saw 6 in 2009 and saw the final chapter 2010 while serving as the editor for the first five installments and Jigsaw in 2017. So they're going back to the IP. They're going to go back to somebody who's a veteran of the series, worked on like seven of the films, two of them as its director. You know what? Do I love this franchise? No. But do I think this is probably a pretty good move? Actually, yes. Rob, you hear about this. What do you think about coming back for Saw 10? Well, I'm, I, I just hope they take a page from the Friday the 13th franchise. Jason X, John, they go to space. <laughs> and what I'm, space. Thinking, what I'm thinking about is maybe this is set on a moon base, raid like that. But no, I mean, I actually think the first three Saw films work pretty well as a pretty great trilogy. I, I honestly do. I thought the first one, that was, of course, James Wan's first breakout feature. Uh, Lee Wanell wrote it, and that was sort of ground zero for their the beginnings of their careers. And I think that the, uh, the Saw franchise, I like it in theory because it plays in, but, but now they've tried to make it one long story. It was first Jigsaw, then it was the legacy of Jigsaw, then the legacy of the legacy of Jigsaw. I just remember after like Saw something, I was like, how long is he going to be dying for? Uh, and how many people are going to follow him? Yes. You know, there, there was that Kevin Bacon TV series, The Following. Which I liked that show, it at least pretty, the first season. Or two, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. But this, again, space. I'm hoping for space. <laughs> Maybe on the ISS when Tom Cruise is shooting his next movie there. Chris? As Chris. Chris. So, uh, <laughs> John. Yeah, sorry. It's like my, yeah, my like dad and my mom Chris just showed now. up. Um, <laughs> as a nameless executive once said, what's the take? What's the cost? That's really going to be. What's your take on this thing? Like, if it's a good take, if it works out, Top Gun is an example of, granted, it's not 10 movies in, but it's years later. <laughs> Can it, re like, what was the take, right? What's the cost of it overall? I think that that's, that, that's going to be, can it make a profit on side of the 10? Because if, if it starts to add up in cost after a 10th movie of a franchise that's kind of run its course, if you will, then it's like, maybe it's not worth it. But if you can make profit on it, if there is an exciting new take that you could do. Now, to be fair, I've never seen a one of these movies. Out of really all none of them, wow. no, the first not, one. not a one. Um, I had friends that kept trying to say, "Watch it, watch it, watch it." You love it, you love it, you love the first one. Just one of those movies I never got around to seeing. The first one is legitimately for a low budget B movie. Yeah, it's James it's actually really yeah, good. It's, yeah, it's and quite it's James good. And and so that's the other thing. Juan has nothing to do with this, right? No, oh, right. So that's one of the things for me. I mean, even though I don't, I can't really reference it because I don't know it. But I would say that he his involvement would be intriguing to me. But it's not there. Not to say this guy isn't. But I don't know. I think for the for the franchise, if it is a new take, if it's interesting, hey, maybe it's uh, saw in space with goats and chickens. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> but whatever it might be, let's see what it is, and it probably makes sense. All right, guys, question is for you. What do you think about this? Are you a fan of the Saw franchise? Maybe you haven't been. Would you be intrigued by a new one? I got to admit, I at least a little bit am. Whatever you guys think, jump down into the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. Okay, guys, with that down, Let's move on to main topic number two. Rob, what is our second main topic? Our today? second main topic comes from Valentine 5 or V. Hey, John, like Black Adam and the Flash, it feels like 20 years ago they announced a Continental series was coming. But it looked like it's finally happening. I read on Variety that the series was now going to be on Peacock instead of Stars, and that Mel Gibson was going to be as on as one of the stars. Did we always know that, or is this new info? What do you think about this, and are you excited for the series? This, of course, John, is the 
is the John Wick TV series about the Continental Hotel. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I remember it does feel like 20 years ago when they first announced that they were going to do it. And listen, I remember after watching John Wick for the first time, coming out and saying, I would love to know more about this whole mythology of this hotel system, the Continental. And as this John Wick franchise has gone on, they've gotten a little bit more into it. It's gotten a little silly at some point. Yeah, we're talking about John Wick. I know that. But whatever, I've always been interested in this. And to see a story about the Continental has been high on the list. But it's been years and years and years and years. But now, boom, they've got a release date. They've got a home for it now. This comes from the folks over at Screen Rant who wrote the following. The Continental is now set to debut on Peacock as Lionsgate has struck a deal with the streamer to debut exclusively on the platform in 2023. By the way, big win for Peacock on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kelly Campbell, president of Peacock and direct to consumer, said of the deal that by bringing this special event series to Peacock and putting the full power of NBC Universal behind it, the premiere of the Continental will be the streaming event of the year. A specific release date has yet to be revealed, but the Continental's three-part event special series is expected in 2023, likely following on the heels of the release of John Wick Chapter 4, which is slated to be debuted in March 24th of 2023. A couple of interesting things there. Number one, that it is a three-part limited series. So I'm going to go out on a limb and guess there it's going to be minimum hour plus per episode. I don't think they're doing this with 25-minute episodes for three parts. So that's interesting. Number two, that we do have a 2023 release. I think they're right. It's probably, yeah, they're saying it'll be on the heels of John Wick 4. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they released it in like a February of 2024 to help promote John Wick 4 rather than using John Wick 4 to help promote the series. But we'll see which way they're going to go on this. Now, it's not going to have Ian McShane, but rather somebody playing a younger version of Ian McShane. So that's, we know it's going to be set a little bit in the past. Uh, yeah, Mel Gibson is going to be one of the stars of the series, which I've, wouldn't I won't lie to you. I'm actually very intrigued by that. So that's pretty interesting to me. Listen, I've been wanting this series ever since the first John Wick came out. I'm excited about this. It's now tangible. We finally got at least a release window for it for when it's going to come out. I think this is great. Christian, I know you've been a John Wick fan. Like, what Massive. do you think about uh, Continental? Brilliant idea. And I think that so I, I've been pretty um, vocal in that. I think a lot of times movies that are made movies could benefit on being a television show instead because of the right. development of characters. I don't feel that way about John Wick. I think John Wick, the movies are perfect as movies and the four chapters, and I'm so excited for the fourth one. But the idea of the Continental and the inner workings and how that came to be, that is made for television. That is made for television. From the second they brought it up, I actually disagree in the fact that I think that they should put it after the movie comes out because oh, I, I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying I won't be surprised. If sure. They did. Sure. I think the only reason that they might do it afterwards is because if this was a first movie of John Wick, then I would say, yeah, well, you might need the show to help promote it. That's true. But this yep. is a fourth movie in the franchise. People a are successful excited. Successful franchise. Yes. A successful franchise that people are pumped about. So they might need the movie to promote the show. That's more a good so. point. So I think that this is a great idea. It's a peacock, as you said, Big win for them. Yeah. Um, and this is, a, this is a show that I'm now is a very highly anticipated show on my list. And by the way, I don't think she's, it's hyperbole when she said this could be the streaming event of the year. I mean, it, people have fallen in love with John yeah. Wick. Rob, you hear about this? What do you think? Well, I think it's a great idea. Like, like Christian said, I mean, who doesn't love, one of the great things about the first John Wick movie is it could have just been a revenge fantasy. But when they bring you into the world, the world of the Continental suddenly changed what you were watching. Yep. And created this mythology and this long standing with with their rules and things that you could the high do table and, and all the high stuff. table and all that. It was one of the most fascinating things about 
the John Wick movies, and we've seen that there's a network of these things around the world. And I love this idea. And because they're making John Wick 4, they probably availed themselves of using the sets or or maybe shooting concurrently or something, and it, or even having some kind of crossover somehow. I think it's a great idea, and it's a long time coming. And having if Mel Gibson plays an assassin or plays an Ian McShane-type character, I'm all for that because I'm a huge Mel Gibson fan. And I, I just think there's everything about this sounds great. Bring right. it on. Guys, question is for you. What do you think about this? We now finally have a release window for the Continental Series. We've got a little bit more information about it. What do you think about it? Are you looking forward to it? Maybe you haven't even watched the John Wick films. Whatever you guys are feeling, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, we're going to take another second here and thank another sponsor of today's video, our friends over at Upside. We want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of this episode, Upside. Guys, from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. And that's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anybody who buys groceries, gas, or dines out. With every purchase, you are earning cash back thanks to Upside. And guys, believe me, I know. You hear about apps like this, and it turns out you have 40 or 50 hoops you have to jump through, but believe me, Upside is super easy to use. I know it sounds too good to be true, but it's not. I've used it and it works. Upside is a no-brainer. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code CAMPIASHOW and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. So guys, download the free Upside app and use the promo code CAMPIASHOW to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code CAMPIASHOW. And a big thank you to our friends at Upside for sponsoring this episode of the John Campia Show. All right, guys, with that down, let's move into our third main topic today. Rob, what is our third main topic today? Well, John, our third main topic comes from our friend Ismail Montoya. Hey, guys. Well, it seems that we're in for a real treat with She-Hulk. Marvel released the first four episodes of the series, well, to critics, and most people say it's awesome. What are your thoughts about this, and are you guys excited for She-Hulk? Laters and bring on the filthy. All right, thanks a lot for sending that in, Eshmael. And just a reminder that tomorrow on the John Campus Show, we are going to be doing our pregame show for the first episode of She-Hulk. That'll be tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time as we race into the debut episode at midnight tomorrow night. Midnight, Los Angeles time, 3 a.m. on Thursday for you guys. So make sure you join us for that. All right, look. I was at D23 when they made the announcement of, well, a whole bunch of stuff. They announced that they were going to do a Ms. Marvel, which turned out to be, I, I think, besides WandaVision, the best thing they put on Disney+. Plus. I love that show a lot. Uh, where they announced uh, Moon Knight. I, I liked Moon Knight. I didn't love it. A little bit disappointed by it. Uh, and a whole slew of other things. But one of the things they announced was She-Hulk. And listen. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo, Maria in Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. 
Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I, number one, I never thought She-Hulk was something they would do. And the other thing is, I kind of don't like derivative characters. Like, I've said this before, right? Like, you got Flash, you got to have Kid Flash. You got to have Batman, you got to have Batgirl. Or, you know, I, I don't really like de- derivative characters all that much. That doesn't mean they can't work, though. So I was intrigued. Then I kind of got a little bit excited when they announced that good Canadian girl, Tatiana Mislani, got cast in the lead role. I'm like, all right, that, that's that's okay. Then we heard Mark Ruffalo was actually going to be. I'm like, okay, that sounds interesting. But from day one, Rob, when I walked out of that D23 thing, I said, if they can kind of make this like a legal comedy, kind of like in the vein of an Ally McBeal, then this could be something that could be pretty fun and pretty special. And everything we've heard about this thing since has been this is kind of like a Marvel version of Ally McBeal, which is exactly music to my ears and what I've been wanting to hear. Now, initial reactions that you hear from people sometimes skew a little bit more positive than when their full thoughts come out. But we've seen a number of things recently where the initial reactions have not been so good on a lot of things. But it's important to note that a bunch of people had a chance to see the first four episodes, not the whole series, but the first four episodes of She-Hulk. And pretty much in unison, the response has been extremely positive so let we'll open up the uh the uh, campy classroom for a second i just pulled a whole bunch of them out here this is what a bunch of people had to say the directs pamela gores writes she hulk attorney at law perfectly brings jennifer walter's courtroom antics to disney plus tatiana Misalani is comedic gold viewers are going to love her the mcu feels super interconnected again and cameos and other info we get about the post endgame universe as for cameos Buckle up. It's a circus. Wong will likely be a fan favorite, as usual. Phase four really is Wong's phase. Abomination brings 08's Incredible Hulk full circle. Oh, and make sure to watch each episode to the end. Surprises await. Uh, our own fr- our friend Eric Davis over at Fandango, he wrote, Marvel's She-Hulk Attorney at Law is a very funny legal procedural that is lighter on action but heavy on breaking the fourth wall. This is the most, the most self-referential uh, the MCU has ever been. Cameos and references galore plus uh, A-plus dynamite. Uh, Tat probably meant either talent or Tatiana. Uh, The Laughing Place outlet writes, She-Hulk Attorney at Law is absolutely hilarious. The new series is completely original and not at all what you expect from the MCU. Tatiana Maslany shines as Jennifer Walters. It has a lot of heart and a great story, but mostly it's going to make you laugh a lot. Meredith Loftus writes, I have seen the first four episodes of She-Hulk Attorney at Law, and to me, it delivers on its premise a lawyer show with genuine laughs. At its core, Tatiana Maslany commands the screen with her wit, persona, and remarkable humor, as Canadians do, especially for women in their late 20s and early 30s. Uh, Comicbook.com's Brandon Davis writes, She-Hulk has hilarious, chaotic energy. It's one of the most entertaining four-episode starts I've ever watched. Straight-up hilarious often, and sometimes a little too silly for me. It's pure fun. Jen Walters is awesome. I want more episodes ASAP. Also for comicbook.com, Jenna Anderson writes, I now, I've now seen the first four She-Hulk episodes three times, and they're everything I want them to be, and so much more. The show is breezy, unabashedly weird, and wildly entertaining. The sets, it's, this sets a new gold standard for what the MCU shows are capable of. 
uh, just a couple more here. You know, I'm going to skip over another one of the directions. It's just more glowing stuff. I'll go down to like, oh, I don't know. Hollywood Reporter raves about it. Screen Rant raves about it. Cosmopolitan raves about it. Got got to watch the first four episodes of She-Hulk, and it's honestly a fun breath of fresh air that has long been needed in the MCU. Tatiana Maslany finds a nice balance in the character. She figures out her new identity, and the show is full of lovely and hilarious surprises. That being said, there's still some more that is yet to be revealed that makes me wonder how the show will shift in the second half. Basically, on and on and on. It's just, this show's hilarious. It's actually got some heart. A lot of cameos. Also, by the way, I just want to kind of point out, Canadians are kind of ruling the MCU right now with Simu Liu, um, uh, Tatiana Mislani. Uh, Reynolds uh, is coming back. Uh, Reynolds is coming <laughs> back. Uh, Ms. Marvel. Uh, uh, why am I freezing on uh, Ms. Marvel's name again? Oh, uh, oh I, I was just talking about her. Anyway, the, the girl's Ms. Marvel. Canadians everywhere is it in the MCU. Iman? What's that? Iman? Or yes, yeah, something. It's, that's her last name. I can't remember. Yeah. Iman. Uh, I can't yeah. remember her last name. No. Any at any rate, it's just raving about this thing. And here's the thing for me: why I get excited about that as somebody who wasn't very excited about when they first announced it is when they announced it. I made a mental some check boxes. Well, if they did this, I would kind of like to see this and this and this and this. And while as fans, we shouldn't expect all of our boxes to be checked because it should allow us to be surprised. It's checking every box I had in my own little fan fantasy head. So I got to admit, I'm pretty excited. And when they released that one clip the other day, where you actually see the Grandmaster ship, or at least one of his ships, fly down. I mean, that's pretty exciting to see. Now, Christian, I want to go to you because you are one of the people who saw one of the first or saw the first four episodes. Yeah. Now, it's still under embargo. embargo yeah. You can't say a lot. But, you know, what is your basic general impression of what you saw? So let me start by saying, as the same with you, I was I, I did not love the trailers. Um, I thought the CGI was going to be an issue for me. Um, and the reason why I didn't love the trailers is because I'm not a big Thor Love and Thunder fan. I thought it was more of a sketch comedy show than anything else. And I like it when it has balance. So I was worried about that because it was pitched as a full comedy. And people were, well, that's what the comics are like. And I was like, yeah, but I want it to have balance. I want it to have heart. After everything that you read, I'm on board with every single thing that everyone said there. Like, and and even you enjoyed it. I loved it, and I and I was and it was my out of the four big shows that are coming out. It was my least ranked. I loved it, and I was not expecting to. I I went in. I said to Rob in the beginning. I went in like when you go to into a comedy club and there's an like an, a talent agent that goes in. They're they're going in with their arms folded, going, "Okay, let's see how funny this person really is." And that was me for about 35 seconds, and then my arms went down because Tatiana Maslany is masterful in this show. Her chemistry with um with Ruffalo is off the charts. This show is so well written. Now, I do agree. There's a comment that I saw that it gets a little silly sometimes. I think more so in episodes three and four. But it's so it's so little because you're so invested in her and her story and, her, and the heart behind it. This is a really... The, it, I think that everyone that needs to be commended is definitely Tatiana Maslany, but the writing on this show, I couldn't believe how funny it was, but also how much heart it had and how invested I was in Jennifer Walters and, and her journey. What would you like? I'm hearing a lot of comments from the reaction saying I'm hearing the word surprises a lot. Yeah. And for something that's kind of like a legal sitcom, I don't expect a lot of surprises. Is that accurate? Were you do you find yourself being surprised a lot? Absolutely. Because there's a blend between that's my point is that her journey as finding herself, her career, her her life and how to balance that now.
with the fact that she is the She-Hulk. And how do you do that? How do you combine that? The She-Hulk is obviously going to be able to infuse the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a clever way. And how do you how do you do that? But still stay on course of her being this attorney. And why is she doing what she's doing? And does it make sense? And it does. And are there certain things where, like, I hope they don't go that route. And I did that once before. I'm like, I hope they don't go that route. And they do. And I went, I understand why they went that route. I get with it. And it's so, and it, there's a lot of meta humor in it. And there's a lot of stuff that goes after certain things that people, including myself, have said. And I was like, well done. <laughs> well done. It is, I, I, I couldn't, like, and again, if people are familiar with my channel or anything, too, I've talked about the fact that I don't know about this one, guys. And I was so shocked with how much I loved this show. Let me ask you a really unfair question. Sure. It, it, and, and feel free to take a pass on because sure. you, you've just watched it recently and you've seen only an incomplete series because you've only seen the first four episodes. How would you say with what you've seen so far, does She-Hulk rank with the other Marvel Disney Plus offerings we've had so far? Well, I can obviously only rank, you know, equate it to the first four episodes, but I will say, I'm going to say the first two episodes, right? The first two episodes are, if not, the that and Loki to me, the best written shows so far, if not the best written show in the way that it plays everything together. Three and four, take it down just a notch for me. Just a notch, but um, it's. It, I want to see where it goes. I want to see how it plays out. Like the last comment that you read before, I can really rank it, but right. it's one of the best starts for sure. Out of four episodes, it's one of the best starts out of all the Marvel shows. And one of my comments about a lot of the Disney, uh, Disney Plus Marvel shows has been strong starts, sometimes right. peter out a little bit. So let's see what happens with right. Shield. Rob, I know you were more invested in this from, from the day that they announced this. You had a lot of excitement about this. I did. As somebody who's been enthusiastic about this, hearing these reactions, what do you? What's your takeaway from this? Well, I think it's it's fulfilled the promise of what I'd hoped it would be when I first heard it announced. You know, a year ago, there's a friend of mine who was working on the LA shoots for this, and told me a little bit about their approach. I'm like, oh, they are leaning into exactly what I wanted. Because I talked yesterday about the mid-80s comedic version of Justice League, the comic, Justice League or Justice League International, that I loved. In the wake of that, John Byrne did this run on She-Hulk that broke the fourth wall where she spoke directly to the comic book yeah. readers. And she was talking about John Byrne himself. And it was very interesting. It was very meta. And it was very funny. And, and I really liked that. And I thought, you know, if they do a She-Hulk show, are they going to lean into that? Are they going to do that? And I thought if they did do that, it would kind of fit along. You know, the, they're always doing different genres of things. Mm -hmm. Marvel, whether it's a heist thriller, whether it's a 70s conspiracy movie. And I'm like, if this goes into the sort of breezy legal drama that an Ally McBeal is, but at the same time, it can still be dramatic. Where you go into the practice with an Alan Shore and a Denny Crane, there's 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 a way, there's a genre of show they could make this, and apparently they have, and yet it's still a legitimate MCU show at the same time. So again, it's all about the writing, and hearing you say that the writing is good because a show like this could be, it could have been really terrible. Oh, it could go off the rails a thousand. It could have gone off. The I was rails. expecting that. I'm honest, I was expecting it, and I shouldn't have. And it was unfair, but because of what it turned out to be I'm you know yeah you. and there's a lot of people that are that are i hear a lot of people complaining like like well it's another you know female based show but i'm like but this character has decades of history yeah and i she's been in the avengers she's been in the fantastic four in the comics and i've always liked jennifer walters as a character and i especially really loved her when john Byrne both drew her and then did her own book 
And I, I'm excited, man. But and that's it, my point of what you just said there, too, how, like, you know, there are complaints about it's another female-based show. They go after it. They go after that, and they go, but they do it in a way that's not, like, sure, it's going to piss some people off, but they also do it in such a clever way that I even said in one of the things that I, in my non-spoiler, I'm just like, you got to, even if you're one of these people that just want to hate on you got to respect that was a good one, right? Like, <laughs> like that type of stuff. Like, it's, it, they do it throughout the show, and it's just like, oh, it's like, the, the way it's crafted and put together, it's, it's, it, it's well done. Well, I've gone from being really interested in the show to being excited about now yeah. other stuff that I'm here. So, guys, question is for you. What do you think about it? Tomorrow's game day, and I cannot <laughs> wait to watch this. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.